So how's the uh, how's the used car search going? Oh yeah, that. I um uh I mean it's not really going. I I just kind of uh I'm looking for a new car and by new car I mean a used car because uh you know what they say you lose 25% once you drive it off the lot or whatever that number is. So, uh I'm uh I'm looking for a used car to replace my piece of shit car cuz my car is literally falling apart uh every month. So, I uh, I actually got to get a new car, and um, I want an electric car. Uh, I think California, I think in California, like ten years, they're mandating cars be electric or something like that. It's something like that. Yeah, that's it's like relatively. Don't fact check us, but it, let's just say it's that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think it's good for the environment anyway, and so it all just kind of coalesces into, well, if I'm going to get a new car, I might as well get an electric car, and if I'm going to get an electric car, I might as well get a newer electric car because, you know... Uh, Batteries. Yes, exactly. Technology has uh, significantly advanced when from when electric cars first came out, so uh, that also means a lot of money, so that makes me sad. Also, the market, I mean, th th this is not a podcast about inflation, but the market for used cars has been pretty wild over the last year, and new cars, and cars in general. Uh, are, are, I mean, I guess an electric car makes sense for you, too, because how often do you drive more than, like, 50 miles? Not very often. Like, incredibly very, very, seldomly. Very, rarely. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. And I know my apartment complex has some sort of plugins, uh, so, Yeah. It's uh, so I think it's a good idea. I just don't want to go through the hassle of looking for one, and I don't want to pay the money. I just got paid for TI. I don't want to throw away all that money. <laughs> you could just take that money and then just put it in something else. And now you now you have an electric car. Think about all, all the all the dinosaur bones will love you, uh, because sure. you won't be burning them. I you know they say the most environmentally conscious thing is to not buy anything new ever. So, yeah. So you're helping. <laughs> yeah. And also, my my stance on this, I think, and and I think you're in this club too. I think that we gained so many good uh, human points by not having offspring. That's like the most pollution you could ever True. do. The most True. you could ever do is like procreate, right? So I I should be in carbon debt or carbon surplus. I'm in carbon surplus like yeah. forever by not having yeah. kids. Yeah, um, I can have all the the burgers I want. And, you know, <laughs> those cows can fart out all the methane gas that they want to, but I am not producing more offspring, so it's okay. I can do that. So I... We, that, we should institute that law. That sounds like a great law. <laughs> if you don't have if, kids, if you, you can have a gas vehicle. <laughs> yeah, and the, more, and the more kids you have, the more environmentally conscious you have to be. <laughs> You know what that that would become? That would become because actually being environmentally conscious is is sometimes a little expensive, and uh, that it would just end up being a uh, a tax for having kids, and only rich people would be able to have lots of kids. That's what it would come down to. Only they would be able to afford like the eco friendly diapers, you know, instead of the disposable ones and uh, <laughs> a maid to clean up after everybody and all that shit. So, um. yeah. I, I rented a car when I went to Texas for the eSports Awards, and uh, I think your, your, your car is a little bit older, uh, 
if I'm remembering correctly. It's and I, 2004. And so I think that, it, that it's missing a lot of features that have just become more yes. modernized. Like, you don't have yes. a backup camera, right? No, I've <laughs> never had one of those. So, so I was of the opinion... Uh, until very recently, that basically there, 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 there were two important features on a car, and this is going to be a pre- very privileged conversation. There, there, there's two important features on a car that I think once you have, you can't go back from. One is Bluetooth, which there's hacks around if your car's holding. I've up. never had a Bluetooth either. Yeah, Bluetooth, <laughs> a Bluetooth connectivity for your phone. Number one. Uh-huh. Number two, backup camera. Because you just, you never have to worry about hitting shit, and everything goes great. The backup camera is is the best. The best. Mm. But there's a third one now that I think is going to become like an absolute standard, have to have this in every vehicle I drive now, which is the cruise control that that automatically speeds up and slows down when the car in front of you slows down. So like the the dynamic cruise control is now a killer feature for me that that I don't think I'll buy a car without. And yeah, I th- that uh, I actually did experience that when I rented a car and drove up to uh, Portland. Um, yeah, I did. I did experience that. That was that was pretty nice on long road trips, not mm-hmm. having to like fiddle around with it at all. But uh. Yeah, I, I think uh, I'm sure the you know I'm looking at like 2018s, 2019s, 2020 cars. Uh, so I'm sure it'll have that, mm-hmm. uh, or at least I have to assume. Honestly, I haven't done much research. <laughs> it depends. Uh, it depends on which car. It depends on which year. It depends on which trim. Like mm-hmm. it, th- there's a solid maybe. Uh, the electric cars seem to be a little bit more technologically advanced, so like you might get lucky there. It depends on a bunch of. It depends on a bunch of stuff. You know what I really want? I I really want. Uh, um, I really want, you know, heated seats. Heated seats. I want seats. the opposite. Oh, you chilled seats. seats. Yes, I, I like because LA is warm. First of all, uh, also this may have something to do with the fact that my air conditioning doesn't work if I don't drive above thirty-five miles an hour. So uh, that might be part of it. But I sweat, and then I sweat a lot in my back, and it just feels so nasty sitting up against the the car seat, knowing that you're sweating and it's just marinating and. Ugh. I appreciate someone like yourself who uh, really commits to a car for a long time and like is okay putting up with like some of the bullshit because at the end of the day you could get a newer car but like if I was rich I wouldn't be saying this believe me (laughs) if I was rich I would have a brand new fucking Tesla or something (laughs) you know but I'm not rich so (laughs) okay fair um, well, <laughs> let's let, let's get you a car that, at the bare minimum, has air conditioning, no matter what speed you're driving at. I feel that would like be nice in Los Angeles. That would be good <laughs> because you have about three months before that's going to be a giant problem again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, that is that is going to be a problem soon. So I am. Yeah. So so I am also having some some car issues. Uh, not because my air conditioning mm. works. But uh, when I went to Texas, I dropped my car off at the mechanic. Um, and generally, I like to do a lot of work on my own car. Uh, most things that like aren't super intrusive or require a lift, like I, I, I like to do because it saves money and I can do it with my dad and it's fun, right? But um, 
I, I got I got an air code for my engine. And at first I'm like, ah man, they're they're like spark plugs, engine coils, I'll change all those, like it'll probably be fine. But then the air didn't go away, and I'm like, shit, I don't know what's wrong anymore. <laughs> I guess, you know, I'm I'm gonna be gone for a couple of days. Let me take the car in, I'll like pay someone a hundred dollars, they'll figure out what's wrong with the car. And they called me. Uh, when when I was at the esports awards, and they're like, uh, "Hey Joey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, it's, it's great! Like, happy Friday night. I've had like two white claws. How are how are you doing, Rick?" And Rick's like, "Hey, uh, pff, probably gonna ruin your night." And I'm like, "Oh no, Rick. Maybe I'll drink more white claws. Like, okay, like you you tell me how's this gonna go?" And he's like, "Yeah. So, um, one of one of your cylinders is just fucked up in the engine. Um, we have we we have to take it apart. We have to get some parts machined." Uh, to get it fixed, and it's gonna be thirty thousand dollars. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. What, uh, what, what was that? I, I, I could, I couldn't hear you. Uh, was, was, uh, how much? And he's like, uh, um, um, it's, it's gonna be about three thousand dollars. And then what I wanted to do was immediately fall to the floor and roll around like a baby. Uh, because <laughs> that, that was the visceral reaction I felt. I don't want it. No. <laughs> like I wanted to have an immediate and physical temper tantrum. Um, but I was around people <laughs> and I couldn't do that. So, uh, instead I went, Oh, that sucks. Um, what are my options? <laughs> and he's like, well, you can get it fixed, or you can drive the car until it breaks, which, you know, then it'll be much more expensive, or, uh, you know, that's kind of it. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so uh, my car's been in the shop for a couple days. It's going to take like a week to fix. And this is, this is not the best time to not have a car, because I have to be commuting back and forth to the studio every day this week, uh, because we're doing on Friday... Uh, at, at Team Liquid, um, which this isn't a promo because I'm not sure anybody's going to be interested in this. Um, more confidence, Joey. It's a promo. You guys should tune in. Uh, Friday, we're doing like a like a big town hall. Um, oh, kind of, very like, interesting. It's kind of like one part Apple keynote, uh, one part 2022 like announcement of some new things, uh, one part, you know, live Q&A with, you know, our, our executives and maybe some players. Um so it, it's like an, it's like an hour long live broadcast. That's that's kind of a, a a big ish thing that we've been putting together. Uh, I'm on it, which is probably a mistake. Um, but you know what I have, what have you? But so I don't have a car to drive back and forth, and I'm about forty miles from the office. So yesterday I was like, "Hey, can I just take one of the team cars because the LCS team isn't here? Like, surely I can just borrow one of the cars, right?" And they're like. Yeah, do you want the Odyssey? <laughs> like, do I have to have the Odyssey? Because what the Odyssey is, is uh, a giant Honda minivan that is uh, completely wrapped in a Team Liquid logo. Yeah, you'd be a walking billboard or driving billboard, rather. So my, <laughs> so my daily driver this week, which I mean... It's awesome that I'm getting what is essentially a free rental car. Like, I, I'm complaining about something that's very nice. But my my daily driver is now a giant Team Liquid minivan, which is... I, I went to Chick-fil-A last night. I went to Chick-fil-A last night. And I'm going through the drive-thru, and I'm like, ah, oh, God, this is so awkward. Like, this, this car is such a fucking... Uh, it's very loud. 
and I and I get to the guy. I'm, he's gonna take my order, and he's like, uh, "Hey, do you uh, do you work for Team Liquid?" <laughs> and I went, "No, no, <laughs> I stole their van. I actually work for TSM. Fuck Liquid." <laughs> And and I'm I'm such a piece of shit. My 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 initial reaction was kind of the opposite of that. It was, uh, oh yeah, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that question, like I'm worried that I mentally boomed this this very nice, probably in high school Chick Fil A employee because he went, uh, um, I I saw this the sticker on the van. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> silly me. Uh, like, I, I'm worried that he went home and has been thinking about that interaction for like 24 hours going like, God, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, I did not answer that question, right? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I'm hoping that no one else stops he really, me. He really thought you were brought... Wait, I'm sorry. Was that a genuine, like, how did you know? It was, right? No, no. I, I like, I knew I was driving the van, but like, yeah, so okay. I was like... Oh, I like, uh, duh, how do you know? Like, oh, okay, okay. I see. I thought you were genuinely asking because you mentally checked out that you were in the van. No, that's no, no, actually no. what I thought. He, <laughs> see, he also thought I was genuinely asking, so he was confused because he didn't want to say, You're driving a giant team liquid van, you idiot. Um, so like, we didn't, we didn't connect on that level, and, and, mm-hmm. and I think that it was, I just, I just forced a very awkward conversation, um, spurred by my very awkward daily driver, but that's, I'm happy to have. I'm not big about the podcast, Joey. Let's focus on your personal story. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Um, it's, it's been 10 minutes. We're fine. Um, DBC uh, started. It did. It did. Uh, sorry. Real quickly. When's your thing? Did you just say Friday? <laughs> what Fr- time? Uh, Friday, 1130. 1130 AM. Uh, yeah. PST. Yes. PST. Friday, 1130 PST. Uh, uh, on, and, on the team liquid be, Twitch and channel. And there'll be questions you say? I no, you cannot bombard me nah, with live nah. questions. <laughs> I I am on I'm a definitely coming on. I am on a actually. You might be lucky because I have to, I have to go on this fucking stupid ass sleeping schedule. So I I don't think I could stay up till eleven thirty. Why fair. why do you have to go on a stupid ass sleeping schedule? Uh, if maybe one of our viewers could do that in my stead, that would be <laughs> stop harassing sweet. people. <laughs> stop harassing people. Uh, harass me. Yeah, I'm. I'm well. DPC starting, so I I'm covering Southeast Asia at the BTS Studios, which obviously is uh, not the right. Uh... <laughs> Dude, I got I gotta just say it. I'm sorry. There are some really stupid people out there. <laughs> uh, the season hasn't started. Uh, don't make any of your employers like like. Let, let me just, let me just don't make any of your employers mad yet. Like, come on. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking about my direct employers. I'm talking about the passive employers, the people who support me. I'm talking about Dota fans. Uh, really, some really dumb Dota fans. On. I, somebody, somebody asked a question. It was like, uh, you know, like, oh, like, you know, good luck. I'll change your sleep schedule or something like that. And I just. There are things that just make me laugh that I just say just purely because it makes me laugh, right? And yep. so I responded like, oh, actually, BTS uh, BTS was uh, good enough to be able to move the games to work on my sleeping schedule, uh, which I find funny because it's, like, obviously absurd, the, the idea that, like, 
literally almost 100 people would have to play games in the middle of the night because like i'm a big diva talent or something like that like and also that bts would agree to that like there are people who believed me they were like what the fuck dude what that is so fucked <laughs> i was just like you Think know what? about this for fucking two seconds. Come on. So we, so what I'm hearing is that we both told jokes that didn't really land right. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Like, my, mine was a joke to like the guy who responded. Uh, like, at least I hope I hope he got it. Uh, but the the other people who responded to me saying that it wasn't really a joke for them. Uh, I think, but um, I I also did the same thing on Reddit where. <laughs> There, there has been the so DPC is starting. We had our 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 big announcements. Here's what's going on with the DPC for uh, the teams. Then this week we had uh, talent announcements. Like, hey, DPC starting. Here's our talent we're working at. And um, and first of all, we had B Cop, uh, who we talked about last week, who was like, I didn't get hired uh, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the announcement came out, and then like I'm seen on like four different regions. Abo's actually on five because uh, he's also on South America. Uh, for those of you guys who are wondering how this works, um, I mean, you guys who are following the podcast are probably like know enough about the scene to to guess what's going to happen. But like the because the DPC is broken up in three weeks uh, for this first season because there's Christmas, so there's a Christmas break. For the first week, I'm working with PTS because one, I wanted to work multiple regions, working Southeast Asia would be nice. Um, and then also the fact that I didn't really want to travel right away. Um, traveling to Sweden, coming back for Christmas and then traveling to Sweden again for three weeks at a time didn't sound super, uh, super hot to me. So um, BTS and I kind of connected and uh, ESL also already had the idea that they would want to mix up the talent um, and have m- multiple like shifts basically where some people come out for three weeks and other people replace them for the next three weeks. So um, that was already a-, a thing and it just works out with BTS really well. So I believe, for example, like me and Jenkins are basically going to be swapping spots. I'm pretty, I think it's Jenkins. I'm not sure, but somebody from the ESL studios is going to go from working there to, to uh, working at BTS for the second season or something like that. So it'll be much more fluid. Is is that like just a symptom of uh like there being Christmas and like the holidays and the season being broke up, or do you think this is gonna like persist throughout so. the rest of the year? I think it's also because Reddit uh, made a lot of fuss about uh like ah oh, see the same talent. It happened for the Western European uh, announcement as well. Like ah oh, we see the same talent again. Uh, all the old dogs, which isn't true because there are plenty of people who came into the scene the last year, two years, but you know, whatever. Uh, like, Oh, we have to see all the same people again. Uh, so I think part ESL picked up on that and wanted to be able to mix things up talent wise as, as much as possible. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be doing that for the, the other seasons, but the first season, there's just a natural way to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's a Christmas break. So, uh, it's easy to just hire people for three weeks and then, um, hire somebody else for the other three weeks. So that's why I'm on four different regions because BTS is covering two regions and ESL is covering two regions. So uh, I'll be working with BTS for the first three weeks covering uh, Southeast Asia and Eastern Europe. And then I'll work with uh, fly over to Sweden uh, and work with ESL and DreamHack to do Western Europe and North America. So 
that's how that is going to go. I don't know how Avo's going to be doing South America. I'm presuming he's just uh, kind of agreed that on one of his days off, uh, he'll do some South American Dota as well, which we only work four days a week, so I think that's pretty easy to slot in. I like the hustle. Yeah. <clears throat> I like the uh, hustle for him and him. Yeah. Yeah. Avo's, uh, Avo's a hustler for sure. It, it's wild to me even just hearing you like say that again, even though I knew about this whole situation, I know what's going on. Like the idea that um, you're flying over to Sweden to cover North America and you're in North America to cover Southeast Asia. <laughs> like that just feels like the world's a yeah. globe and there's time zones and it feels suboptimal in some way. <laughs> I believe like Seek and Strike. Um, I, I saw him tweet, so maybe he's going to be doing the second three weeks or, or something in BTS. Um, but I believe he said, he tweeted something. Maybe he's covering it online. But he said something about like, he's North American, moved to Southeast Asia to, to cover Dota. And then now he's a North American in Southeast Asia covering uh, Southeast Asian Dota in North America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that yeah, I, I'm sure he's gonna have a fun time explaining that to his parents. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Why aren't you just in the same region that you're casting? Why'd you have to go anywhere? So, uh, uh, BTS, uh, you're starting off Eastern Europe and and Southeast Asia. Are are mm -hmm. those are do they exist on the same day? Is is it staggered days like yes. it was last time? Okay. Yes, they exist on the same day, I believe, um, for BTS, or, uh, okay, so for BTS, BTS got the, um, got Southeast Asia, which I believe they're very happy about, because um, North America, I believe, is lower viewership, hard to sell, um, where, um, and then Epicenter, or Epic League, or whatever they're called, got Eastern Europe, and I believe they didn't really have plans for an English broadcast, so they ended up uh, reaching out to other tournament organizers and being like, hey, who wants to you know, handle this? BTS uh, got that, and now they're able to do two regions with one kind of broadcast, uh, very similar to ESL. ESL DreamHack are obviously, they, they have one parent company, so ESL got the bid for NA, I think, and DreamHack uh, got the recurring bid for uh, Western Europe. So they just kind of combine the broadcast together. It's part of the reason why uh, also we only work four days a week as opposed to five days a week. Uh, so I'm actually missing out on uh, six working days in total um, this year for, for every league. So that actually comes out to 18 working days, which is a pretty decent amount of money um, lost because of the fact that those regions operate on the same day. So, whereas, like, before, it was Eastern Europe, Western Europe, so they had seven days of uh, broadcast, so they would hire enough talent, and they would work us five days a week. So, that's a little sad for me, because I personally always just want to work more. Yeah. I think that's... my job's easy, and it makes a lot of money, and I want to keep doing it as much as possible. So. Yeah, I mean, you got to get that electric car somehow, am I right? Um, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess... <clears throat> Business-wise, that's good for BTS or anybody else, and that's good for people who aren't you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's still like the league is still is, good for talent. It's still like consistent work over a long period of time. So is uh, so DreamHack is the only people who kept their tournament from season one. Or I guess they're league because uh, I yeah. know that people yeah. still have like like they just shuffled around leagues like BTS is obviously still doing stuff and ESL still doing stuff but things shuffled and DreamHack is the only one to stay consistent. Is that I wonder if there's any r rationale for that? Um, 
was it seen as um, like the best product or like was I, I'm I, I know that there's like we don't have good answers for that but I, I'm just thinking about why that could be like why ESL didn't keep uh, Eastern Europe again or from what I've heard North and South America are the least desired regions so I feel like in some ways uh, Valve did downgrade ESL like if you want to package them together which you probably should ESL DreamHack did get downgraded a little bit they kept the hype region Western Europe probably because I mean to be honest they like the the coaching thing was a big fuck up that's an admin fuck up um and the the talent gripes about seeing the same talent all the time that's like i don't i don't really know what to say about that it just kind of is what it is like they're gonna hire the the best talent that they can get their hands on for the money and uh they're not gonna be able to like just fly in people different people every week or something it's really it's really hard like they they did something about it when they had the availability to which was between seasons like it's not something that you can really fix or change up like when you have a business plan for the year so like they were actionable on it but just maybe at a time that was slow for people those complaints feel like weird and icky to me so like it's hard to talk about yeah but like the, the broadcast itself they did the best job Right. If you yeah. take those two things, which uh, again, like one is a community talent thing and the other is an admin thing, like the broadcast itself, they did the best job of any of the tournament organizers. I feel like. Um, I agree. And I feel like, obviously, I can't be totally impartial, but I think I'm pretty objective when it comes to these things. Um, obviously, the second best. Would it was be more PGL. polished. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was more polished. I think that they, the only people who did really studio shows were them and PGL, and PGL I think yeah. had more technical issues. And probably PGL also probably suffered from like overall less exciting games. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I don't know. uh, I think ESL just has a bigger studio. So ultimately, they were able to do like bigger, cooler production things. Uh, They're also just, and I like sets. Yeah, as opposed to green screen. So. Yeah, so I feel like in some ways they got regard, uh, rewarded uh, in some ways because I feel like Western Europe is what everybody wants. It gets the highest numbers, most popularity, probably the easiest to sell as well because um, it's a, a rich audience as well. So um, whereas I know North and South America are pretty low on the priority list. Nobody's really happy covering North and South America. So, um, the, so I do feel like I'm not sure if Eastern Europe is like more valuable or less valuable than North America. Um, but after like TI winning and stuff like that, I, I would imagine Eastern Europe is still pretty good. Uh, but I have no idea. I, I guess some of it just depends on what the numbers show for uh, this year. But yeah, yeah that, that little switch up was kind of weird. I don't know if that's me. That might be something that ESL wanted to do, right? Maybe they didn't bid for Eastern Europe and wanted NA because they happen on the same days so they could, you know, cut down some costs in that regard. Uh, that would that would be smart. It all checks out. Um, it started, which is exciting. I watched my first DBC yeah. game today. Uh, same. Passively in the background, mostly because... Um, I'm I'm gonna continue to be a Taiga fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. So which means very good, and uh, it means you're pretty happy today, right? It means that I'm pretty happy today. I I I, I think that uh, 
uh, working alongside some of the old Liquid team, like wh- wherever they land up, like I would just like to imagine that I'm that I'm supporting them and friends because that is, uh, I think, a, a relationship that kind of goes beyond, you know, just what that roster was. So I'm super happy to see Tommy be really happy, and I really, really hope this OG roster like does some fun stuff. And they already started off doing fun stuff because I bet I I don't know what the odds were. I I don't know if you go to to the bookie what they were saying, but I bet they were not favorited to beat secret today yeah i think um let me just say like secret betters i i feel like that is a, a wild move like sure if you just <laughs> ask me if you just ask me who's gonna win that series i i before the series i'd say yeah probably secret right because they just have higher caliber of players and we literally know nothing else but like I feel like the, like there had to have been a very value bet to put on OG. Like if I was a better, I would 100% bet on OG because you have literally no information about these two teams. So, but there's going to be a bunch of fanboys of like secret or specific players like Sumail or something, and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah, these guys, they're just going to wreck OG." Uh, when you don't know any of that, like I, I'm not terribly surprised that OG beats Secret. I would be terribly surprised if OG ends up higher on the leaderboard or uh, on the league than Team Secret uh, after six weeks. But like the very first match, I'm not at all surprised that uh, that there was an upset. People are settling in, and like Puppy isn't playing for Week One, Season One DPC. Puppy's playing for TI already, right? So yeah. Yeah, and me- meanwhile, Amar was apparently playing for uh, Grudge. <laughs> he said, he- I remember the post-game interview, he said, I wanted to show that puppy guy. I, I wanted him to be like, hey, you know, you, you got to recognize me as-, as an actual player, and not just some pub player, because apparently he- the puppy has flamed uh, Amar and flamed some of uh, Amar's teammates as well. Uh, so, you know, it was a, a nice bit of revenge for him to be able to beat puppy in an official match. So now he can, he can shut him up. Uh, I, uh, that was great. I, I was like, that is a sick bit of, of, of just storyline that is already started. Very and, cool. You know, you talk about storyline and what's, what's cool to me about the seasoned format uh, is that I anticipate that as we get into week four, five, six, that this result could, you know, be problematic for secret, you know? And they might go mm-hmm. like, man, like if only they didn't like, you know, drop that first game to Amar, right? Like, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm already back and excited for the DPC. Have you, have you been checking out other stuff um, or, or did you just no. watch? <laughs> no, not really. Um, I mean, like I've, I've been like casually uh, watching some Dota TV games, uh, kind of whatever's on. So. Sometimes it was Southeast Asia, sometimes it was China, but mostly I think it was all lower division games is all the games that I checked out. It's like the upper division matches have started today, maybe a little bit yesterday and stuff. So um, I I haven't uh, caught all of them. Um, So, but yeah, I've just been kind of like passively watching stuff as it appears when I'm awake in in Dota and maybe take a break from uh, matchmaking because solo queue is still a crime against humanity and uh, Valve uh, refuses to take any... Ah, god damn it, I hate fucking matchmaking, man. It's so annoying, the fact that nobody gets punished. That's what I feel like. I, I got I have had one successful report I feel think in like three months, but every day I play solo matchmaking, I get griefers. Every day there is some obvious griefing that happens, and I've had one successful report in like literally months. 
I, in fact, when I got it, let me tell you, Joey, I actually was surprised when I got it. I got it November 18th. It's still lodged in my brain uh, because I literally thought that maybe there had been some sort of bug or Valve took away the successful <laughs> report message. I, I thought that. I literally thought that because then it showed up and I was like, wait, it's still around? <laughs> what like, do you mean? What about thing? what about the other ones? <laughs> what about all those other people? And and of and it's not surprising that every single day I get griefers every single time I play matchmaking because if I've only gotten one successful report, that just means there's tons of people who go by. And you know what that creates, Joey, is a culture of people who are totally unafraid of the consequences of their actions. You know, mm -hmm, uh, like mm -hmm. they, they're going to fucking I had a guy just earlier, uh, just yesterday, uh, like blatantly say like he all chatted like I go and uh, I'm going to go feed down mid. And he literally walked into the enemy and took a fight. And then at the end of the game was like, no, I didn't do that. That was, that's the most that I've ever seen from anybody of them being scared of being like some sort of Overwatch ban or something like that. He was like, nah, I didn't do that. He just flat out denied it. He was like he was gaslighting me. It was the weirdest fucking thing. But the fact that people can literally all chat, go end, whatever, I'm AFK, and it, they, they won't get touched. They won't get touched. It, it's insane the fact they can announce to nine other people and the people watching in Dota TV as well because sometimes these are like, sometimes yeah, I end up in a higher games, MMR yeah. game that's a, that's outside of my. But like, the the people can announce that to nine other people and potentially people watching on Dota TV, and it just no punishment whatsoever. It blows my fucking mind every single time. I have solved this problem uh, by not playing solo queue. Uh, but same, uh, same. L no, literally same. I've, I like, I have been a grinder my entire time in Dota. But this last year, it, it has gone down like a fucking rock. I've become a party queue player when I never was. You know, because I, I can deal with griefing and stuff like that as long as I know there's some punishment at the end. I will always accept minus twenty five MMR or now minus thirty MMR. That's how long I've I've been doing this. I in my head it's just naturally minus twenty five MMR. I will always accept the MMR loss if I can get a report on somebody. If I feel like I'm cleaning up the justice, in some way, it's like it's fine. You know what? Whatever. As long as that guy gets what he deserves, and matchmaking is made a little bit better. But I don't feel that anymore. I haven't felt that for like a year. So my solo queue matchmaking numbers have gone drastically down. And I'm just trying, I'm just sitting around in Dota sometimes just like, there are any parties I want to play with because I don't want to play solo queue. And if you know anything about me and you know how much time I've spent playing solo queue Dota and like how much I love this game, it, it should say so much. The fact that I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I can't fucking do it. And it's not the fact, like, I'm very certain it's not the fact that I'm getting older or anything like that. <laughs> I, I think I'm very certain the fact that it is just the matchmaking experience cranky. has finally broken me. You've, you've had too many times with too many, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe your tolerance for bullshit has gone down? I think it's just been eroded by the fact, like, every single time, like, if it was a meter, if it was an HP bar, spoken like a true gamer, every single griefer would be taking chunks out of my HP bar. But when I get a successful report, whoop, I took a health potion. It's all good. It's full up again. I don't get those anymore. 
So I've just been taking L's and going into negative HP this entire time. And like, it just doesn't, like, I just never get the successful report. It never happens. And, and the more, and I feel like this is a vicious cycle, right? The more this culture adapts, the more people uh, accept the fact that they're not actually going to get banned, the more egregious their behavior comes, the more other people are affected by it, right? Other people also see the same thing that I'm seeing, that nobody's getting like successfully reported, that these things just keep happening. And, and I think it disincentivizes them to take the time to actually make a, a, a report, you know? I, I think it's it's just like, fuck it, it's not going to do anything. I literally say that every single time. I put a report down, and I'm just like, it's not going to do anything. It, w it won't do jack shit. It won't do jack shit. So, you know, this game's already dying slowly because it's an old game, but like, whoo, it's going to die a whole lot faster if this matchmaking experience continues for another year. Well, or it's just going to lose all of its people who are, I mean, I don't want to say decent, but decent? <laughs> Yeah. Because because yeah. people I I suspect that people who don't like that behavior are more willing to walk away, right? And eventually you'll erode the people, similar to what you're saying, who are adding positive mental attitude to the community and you'll be left with just the pool of people who are more toxic. So their toxicity yeah. will get worse and you'll also remove people from the loop who are trying to, you know, be the anti-toxic. To break the cycle. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, of toxicity. Yeah, no, I, no. I, I definitely think that this sort of thing is a very vicious cycle. And I hope it gets handled, but um, I think it, in many similar ways the, to the DPC and like team organizations, um, like they're just not sponsors for teams as well. I feel like in some ways it's a little bit too late, you know, like you create the environment now, uh, but in, I, I'm not sure if teams are going to be coming back to, to Dota to, to pick, up, uh, pick up teams and stuff like that. Um, but we'll the, see. the never too late mentality always feels kind of icky to me because it's like, well, then we should do something today. Yeah, and I guess, no, no, and no, I no, guess no, we I mean, are. Like you it. are. Like I mean, people are gonna hear what you just said and complain. And you know, there may be a world where someone you know who who works in Bellevue, Washington, uh, listens and goes, yeah, you know, that's a problem. Maybe I should you know change the priority list, or maybe I should maybe I should talk to someone on Slack about that. <laughs> I don't know. Does Valve use Microsoft Teams? Who gives a fuck? Um, but like, <laughs> you know. I, I, this is probably an outlet and a platform to like actually properly have the discussion and try and create change with the voice you have. But like, I guess is it because other people have other priorities? Like, so I have been playing a lot of Halo Infinite recently, mm -hmm. um, specifically over the Thanksgiving break, which is like the last you know three four days of the weekend. I played a fuck ton. Of Halo Infinite. Uh, anyone curious? Diamond three. Uh, probably gonna get to Onyx. Wow. Uh, it's pretty good. I think it's pretty okay. I, know, I don't know. I don't. I, oh, I assume no, 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 Diamond no, no, no. is very high. Just, 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 just leave it there. Like, like you, you were doing great. I was feeling good. <laughs> leave it there. Um, it's uh, it's it, it, it's bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, Onyx, and Onyx is uh, immortal with like ranked numbers mm -hmm. or challenger, mm -hmm. and and diamond is uh, divine or what have you. Um, so so pre so pretty close to the top. I uh, haven't played a Halo game in like eight years. Um, I'm just. Uh, bragging now. Um, anywho, yeah. the the I I actually garnered a bit of appreciation for the systems that Valve has in place because I wanted to report bad behavior in Halo 
because mm-hmm. uh, there's some stuff I can put up with, and there's some egregious, horrible, racist, racial slur, like bad person yelling at people on the microphone wishing death scenarios. And that person, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the time to figure out how this report system works. And do you know, if you want to report someone on Halo, what you have to do? What what fucking 343 makes you jump through to report someone? Okay, you have me. to go to the Halo support website, which is not linked oh, or available. Oh, Already, I'm checked out. I'm already done. I have to leave the game? Nope. Yeah, it, it is not available in client. You have to go to the Halo support website. You have to log in with your Microsoft account. You have to find the right field to file a ticket. You have to choose in the ticketing system that you are reporting someone for some type of abuse. You have to provide media-based proof of the abuse. You have to add an attachment to the ticket and explain what's going on, and then you have to submit the ticket to a customer support representative. Just because there was someone being the most outwardly racist person I've heard in a video game in like two years in my lobby. And I wanted to be like, I think this isn't okay. This person probably does this all the time. There, Someone should do something about it. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to try and be a good Samaritan. And it took me like 10 minutes. It was confusing. It's not easy. And, and I don't know. And like, I don't have proof of what he was doing because I wasn't voice recording the game. So yeah, nothing will happen. So, relatively Dota's doing something right it's not working is is the argument that we're having they're like like the the, the system isn't meeting the ends that we want the, the to game have. that's a the decade old does have more features than the game that just released yeah you you're right <laughs> <laughs> okay but so th- th- there there is so much i i think that, there, that we're really coming to a time where you know there there's so much focus on accessibility options in game there's so much focus on people mm-hmm. talking about developers and also publishers about cleaning up their community about like we're not going to we're not going to allow people to be like complete fuckwads to each other right i think yeah. that, that that's the trend we're going on and we see people who are leaders in that well which are probably the games that are most affected which are probably like you know counter strike dota uh league of legends that like have stuff built in from these big publishers <laughs> oh no did you just say cs i know their matchmaking is even more godforsaken than dota's it's it's pretty fucked but like, <laughs> but like, I it's it's wild to me that Microsoft or Xbox because I I'm wholly ignorant. Like I don't go play Call of Duty Xbox Live matchmaking. I'm sure that maybe it's truly a cesspool. But like the mm-hmm. fact that the fact that you can't say like, hey, flag this person in a way that is like easy accessible from the scoreboard, is is just asinine. Um, no, that that is no. Honestly, that is that is pretty uh, fucked up because I feel like over the last decade. We have definitely uh, learned that, like, hey, make your online uh, experience, like, um, just give people ways to report. Because it it works both ways, right? Like, you can clean out, like, bad characters um, and potentially reform them as well by having them go through whatever kind of punishment you have them go through, whatever. Um, But then also the the fact that it, it also, like I was just having my rant earlier, you know, it fills up my HP bar. It makes me like mm-hmm. feel better about my experience retroactively if I'm able to report that person. Uh, if I'm if I'm left like helpless, 
And I'm just like, I had to deal with this behavior. This I heard this sexism, this racism, this guy was cheating, this guy ruined the game in some way. Like it retroactively makes me feel better if I'm able to report him to the cops, you know? Um, it gives me some some semblance of power uh, in this situation, whether I was a direct victim or just, you know, like uh, a bystander, somebody who watched somebody else get harassed or whatever. It gives me some semblance of control of the situation for me to be able to, to mm -hmm. report them. So, yeah, that, that is really weird. The fact that uh, they didn't ever think that out uh, because, like, obviously... <laughs> Like Halo, Halo is sure Call of Duty lobbies. Like that, that's the go-to, right? Call the oh, it's the Call of Duty online experience. But like Halo was like Halo's just next to that, you know. Call of Duty is like bigger in the in the, uh, the pop culture in that yeah. regard. But like Halo's Halo, like the successful college graduate, like. you know. Like it's it's like oh, like <laughs> ha Halo went to university and like there's people who like play Halo who are like upstanding citizens, right? And then people look at Call of Duty and go like, oh, that's probably a frat house game. Like there's there's, there's, there's a little bit of a different stuff. I, I just more I just more men so that it's it's a cultural meme. The Call of Duty lobbies are filled with racism and like also Halo. You know that that's also a well-known thing. So it's like, Xbox Live, like that. That that's kind of you know, what, what yeah, it stems. Like, it's Xbox Live. So it, because you know that history, like why would you not attempt to to make a report option, even if it's a shitty one? Because uh, what I I view your experience is not having a report option. I'm sorry, but if it's not inside the game, like it's not. No, I it is not. I I, 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 I felt it's not a real report option. I felt so compelled to take those steps because, again, that person really was a fuck. But like, it was also mm -hmm. me testing out the system because I was curious from like a from like a development standpoint, like what is going on. And the fact that that was was, was the option that was provided to me to try and like community police and like improve this the situation totally unacceptable and the thing is is that a lot of people are complaining about a lot of different things about halo and that's not one of them right now they're they're really mad about like the battle pass system and they're really mad about <laughs> the fact that they can't choose which map they want to play um but you know and the hit reg but like you know yeah. reports should be number four on that list it should be a little bit higher maybe <laughs> yeah meanwhile um, isn't everybody just complaining about the grinding for hats isn't like that the big controversy with Halo right now? Is that That's, people are like, oh, the grinding in order to get my special armor is so slow. So I, I think that the, I think the, I think it's twofold from my from my experience. Yes, a lot of people are complaining about that because it was worse, and they made it a little bit better because they gave you like XP per match. But basically, you don't get rewarded based on performance at all for your battle pass. Um, like if if you get like a like a like a killing spree or like a spectacular like a bunch of like you know medals or like in game performance ratios, that doesn't affect what you're getting for your battle pass. You just get fifty points per game for like up to 20 games a day and then it stops and there's challenges which I give you bonus XP but like it stops it's, that's, that's all you're getting and uh, it's really slow and also the cosmetics in Halo that they have like feel very inconsequential like when you're like Dota cosmetics I think by and large are pretty great uh, Lee oh, Cos yeah. they, they, they are fantastic uh, Dota cosmetics like they, Valve does a really good job of getting that money out of your wallet because a lot of the cosmetics are so cool uh, a Counter Strike skins are probably some of my favorite cosmetics. Um, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Va Valorant, I don't like the way that they do their pricing structure and the way that stuff works for them. But like, 
the stuff they do is really cool. I think they have a really savvy way of doing it. I think Apex stuff is really good. Uh, League of Legends stuff is different, but also a lot of people love it. People love that the skins are like wide and diverse and make people like completely different characters. The Halo cosmetics are like my hat goes from 17% angular to 12% angular. And like the difference between like cosmetics on a Spartan, and I think this has been an issue for a while, but like I'm ignorant to like hail over the last five years. The, the difference in cosmetics is like so minute that you're not really like, oh man, that helmet looks so cool. It's like, uh, it just looks like, you know, a slightly different Spartan helmet that has like a flashlight on it. Like it, yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of grinding for stuff that, like, I don't think ever feels really good. Um, Dota, when you get the battle pass in Dota, you're like, oh, man, I got these immortal chests. Oh, man, I got, like, these emotes. I got all this stuff that feels good. But but grinding the Halo battle pass does not feel good and doesn't really make me want to purchase it. Um, so so that, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of wonky. People don't like the grind and how slow it is. It's very slow. Um mm. And th uh, th that's I'm just probably saying the report problem. option feels like it probably should be a, a bigger uh, <laughs> a bigger problem, you know, than the hat. It sounds like to me, three four three probably just shouldn't have released a battle pass to start off Halo, and should have just been like, hey, we're gonna do this in the future. If they're gonna do a bad job of it, you know. I think that they didn't learn from Apex. Because Apex had a very, mm. very, very similar issue when their Battle Pass came out for the first time, which was progression, it was super slow. Like, painfully, incredibly super slow. And they had to artificially find a way to, like, inflate the, the Apex economy with stuff. Um, so I, I, I think that where... When Valorant launched, the team that they had for monetization and, and battle passes did a fucking kick-ass job. I don't think the people inside 343 were like the right developers for it. Like I think that I think that their mm. like ideas were old and they feel a little bit out of touch and they aren't as rewarding as they want them to be. And maybe that's talking poorly of the developers when really there was like, you know, big calls from up on high and big boss men saying like no you got to make people suffer and they're like but we want to do a better <laughs> battle pass like i don't i don't want to vilify them without knowing but like if you compare it to other games that have been released like it doesn't feel right also i really don't like the 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 fortnite store model where you just have random things on sale every 24 hours and that's the only time you can buy something oh yeah that is weird the, uh, I, I wonder if Valorant, uh, I, I have to imagine, especially since like we just talked about how Valve does a, such a great job with Dota and CS in, in that same regard, uh, it has to be something that like you as a developer learn, right? Because Valorant had got to experience that with, with League of Legends. I, and I don't know if their other games have those sort of things, but I imagine they do. I should disclose that I do know that the person who was in charge of the Valorant uh monetization and skin rollout is a friend of mine we played dota together mm. on the ucla team uh and he is a big dota person who is never going to listen to this but i but he's a dota person he learned a lot from valve and studied them a fuck ton when he was doing the valorant stuff and um he studied everyone but like you know he he and, and i know him so like i'm praising them but i'm also praising a friend <laughs> I'm glad you disclosed that, Joey. I no longer believe you. Valorant has a shitty system. No, it's really good. It's really good. No, 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 no. Your personal biases have ruined your entire analysis of the situation. Go fuck yourself. Halo did a bad job. 
let's go back to shitting on them. Uh, um, if anyone wants to play Halo with me, let me know though. I'm probably gonna play a lot of Halo. <laughs> I said that last week, but uh, I notice my my DMs are conspicuously empty, Joey. Oh. Hmm? Well, hmm? I mean, I don't know if we can play ranked you together. Like... Just, you just threw that out to the general public, but you didn't hit me up. Shame. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. Let me just. Exactly. Go. So what, what is, if it wasn't free, I could see a reason for you not to hit me up for it. Well, I don't uh, make him buy 30, uh, 50, 60 dollars. Hey, want to play Halo later? Joey's literally typing it on Discord on his phone right now. There you go. Oh, hey, look. I just got a message from Joey. He wants to maybe play some Halo. Oh, that's nice. I'm glad we had that sort of friendship. You. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking, sp speaking, of, uh, speaking of friendship red flags, um, the, the car situation that I was explaining at the beginning of the show really precluded me from being able to come over for Thanksgiving, which I'm bummed about for two reasons. One, because I enjoy you and Ellie's company. And two, mm -hmm. uh, because <laughs> I wanted to be like, man, Jacob, we should really like talk some more. We 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 constantly find ourselves in similar rooms uh and just ignore each other. Um and I think I need to get over that. I think we collectively need to get over that together. Jacob wasn't there. <laughs> you know what? Then I don't I regret forgot not going. to invite Jacob. Uh, honestly, Jacob is like it feels like Jacob's in a different city because I know he hates coming east so much because he lives in West LA. And that's the cool hip place. And East LA is the the shitty outside area. Uh, and he hates Glendale is here. cool. Glendale is great. I it is. yeah disagree. It's not. Glendale Pasadena is great. But uh, yeah, I, I had a number of people over for Thanksgiving. Uh, and by I, I mean Ellie, because Ellie did all the work and invited people and set this whole thing up. Uh, so I had like. Uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie Yang, and Hopid, and Lumi. Um, that's all the people that are public figures that people would know, anyway. Real, real so, Illuminati, really real nice. Illuminati Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, you know, we had to run it past, um, Lumi is, of course, uh, part of the, uh, <clears throat> what is it when you used, you used to go to, uh, you went to a college, and you're now a part of Alumni? the- Alumni? Alumni. He's he's the alumni of the town Illuminati. Uh, so sometimes we do have to get his feedback on changes that we make. For example, uh, we decided that Fogged and BSJ uh, weren't going to get any work. As, as Slacks tells the story, um, <clears throat> Slacks told the story on, on stream where he's like, let me tell you guys their true story. And he goes on to tell this fucking tale about how we all flew out to one area because Kyle uh told us to and kyle's the the head of the the talent cabal and he spun the wheel that determines who gets to work and fogged or b cop was the first name up and uh and apparently i stepped in and i spat uh which is how you you show uh that you revoke whatever the wheel does and uh and i was the one who kept kept b cop out uh we also decided to keep fogged and bsj out uh this year it's that's pretty interesting, actually, um, just because of the fact that B Cop is like on that like tier two, like he he's on the cusp of being able to like maybe break into tier one. Like he's consistently getting work. He's gotten hired for a major, uh, but like Fogged is like 
a staple at this point in time. You know, like Falling is will go down as one of the the constant staples of the the talent scene, the Dota talent scene. Mm -hmm. um, he's been working consistently ever since the Manila Major back when the Valve Majors were still a thing. I think that was his first gig. Um, don't think he got hired for that TI after the Manila Major, but uh, then he started working with Owen, and then from there on out, he's been pretty much at every single big event ever. So who's uh, Owen casting with? Whoever's there. So I, I think he was casting with T Governor earlier. He'll probably cast with Jenkins at some point in time, who's also in studio. Uh, I don't know if Tsunami's going to do any casting. He's another uh, person who's there in studio. I believe Purge is mostly focused on the Weatherman stuff, which is, uh, I believe, part of the reason that BSJ was not hired um, this season was because I think ESL probably viewed him as like the Weatherman uh, replacement to the Purge, and so this time around they got Purge. I, I don't know how that exactly happened or whatever. So, um, but Fogged is uh, uh, kind of interesting. Um, I and I have to think. Um, I'm not going to touch this too much because uh, this does involve some like personal things that I I don't want to like uh, leave my friends high and dry by spilling some things on the podcast. But uh, I do have to think that I wonder it, how much like Fogged and BSJ like tried to reach out to other tournament organizers, you know? Because if, like, ESL didn't didn't hire them, uh, and that's where they worked last season, uh, I, I have to wonder, like, if you don't get that email, I wonder how much they talk to, to other people. I legitimately don't know. Because um, that, that sort of thing is, like, if ESL DreamHack didn't hire you, uh, then surely there must have been other tournament organizers that would be interested, but you have to actually like let them know like, Hey, I'm available. You also probably have to lower your rates. Cause that's, that's why you see a lot of the same big names at ESL DreamHack. Cause ESL DreamHack pay our rates. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I was to go somewhere else, for example, can I have another rant? I know we usually do one rant a show. Can I have a second rant? You can have, you can have a second rant, but just for today only. Okay. Let me just say that that previous matchmaking rant, that was not planned in the slightest. I, I literally just thought about it, and it just flowed out of me, like breaking open a dam. That's real know? rage. It, that's real. That, it's that, pent that, up. Yeah. This one is actually, like, you know, in the back of my head. Like, maybe I'll talk about this on the podcast. So, this whole talent uh, uh, hubbub, right? Uh, there's a big thread about Fog not getting announced, and and people, of course, uh, threw shade on the people who did get hired. Uh, one thing to boo, note is that one thing to note is that the people that the community, some parts of the community, don't like, um, they probably don't charge as much as the the people who are like very beloved by the community, right? If you're if you're at the top of the pyramid or whatever, you're probably charging the most. So I will say that like, there, there are some factors here that are involved um, that like, I, I know for, I example, have not been hired uh, for an event or two because uh, I charge top tier rates. I charge the same rates as Owen. Um, and so, you know, sometimes it comes down to it. They're like, we can afford to hire one great casting pair they're obviously going to go with Owen because he's more popular. And then they're like, we can't afford a second one. So sorry, you're, you're, we're not going to hire you. We're going to hire this other casting duo who um, is is uh, not quite as popular, but is very good. And 
you know, that just makes sense. I like, I have no problems with that whatsoever. Um, I think that's honestly just smart. So, um, yeah, that, so people were throwing shade at, at uh, other talent, um, you know, like certain names that, that just keep on popping up that, that people love to hate sort of deal. Like, oh, how does this person get hired? Uh, and this person just isn't even there. When talent announcements go out, first of all, talent announcements um, are like, they're like uh, a tournament organizer in a way. It's like they're bragging about all their, how many friends they have or something like that. You know, like, mm -hmm. look at how many cool people I have on my friends list. You know, it's like the MySpace top eight. Remember that? You know, where you could, you could, you know, you were like, Damn it, no, no, there were cool hard choices because with. someone was on the cusp of eight and nine. Like, yeah, yeah. Like something, and you learn, you look at your best friend and you're like, you're in my top four. And then you see you're not in their top four. That hurts. That hurts, David. David Bricky. You know that that hurt me oh, when no, I you, found I that out. That's real. <laughs> go on, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. The, the truth is, truth is, he has a lot of brothers. He's got a big family, so of course <laughs> they're yeah, you know. But he's still like, I feel like I was your best friend at the time. <laughs> anyway, um, and so when they make these talent announcements, the the people on the announcement aren't, aren't necessarily all equal. Right. Some people are only working online. Some people are only working on the B stream. Some people are only working there for a week. Like like me, for example. Right. I get put on the DreamHack ESL announcement. I'm not there for the full six weeks mm -hmm. like uh, Sheever, Owen, Purge, like those guys are. Right. Um, but they still put me on the announcement. And, you know, obviously it'd be kind of weird. We're only hiring it from this part. Um, but like their name is going to be there, but you can't look at them and be like, oh, they're all the same. Right. So there are some names you see on there who are only doing online work or some of the names on there that are not doing the same role as a person you want to see in there. So it makes no sense to take a play by play caster and, and an analyst and try and compare the two because they're two different roles on the broadcast. Right. But these are all things that we've, we've, uh, talked about before. Um, but the, the talent cabal conspiracy theories have, have, <laughs> really gotten to an, a next level um and and i wanted to bring forward th this comment that i honestly just thought i i wanted people to like kind of see how like ridiculous uh some of these comments are this comment has 21 upvotes to it so oh, there yeah. is not only this this person is not crazy on the internet by himself but there are other crazy people who are backing him or her also, I responded to that that comment, which usually brings down the down vote. Like, obviously, people are like, oh, this person actually knows what they're talking about. You know, so so even though I responded still at 21 upvotes, just just OK. BCOP didn't get invited to a single region, maybe China. We'll see. But Cap is going to cast three regions, the Lamau. It's actually four. <laughs> just a coincidence that Cap miscasting TI and is now casting three regions. Please do tell me how this invite system isn't just connections slash friends inviting each other. So the reason I wanted to point out this comment is because I wanted to <laughs> highlight how much misinformation is out there. Like if you won't take my, you're still going to have to take my word for it a little bit. You're going to, you're going to have to trust that I'm not going to blatantly lie to you, but let me, let me highlight a few things. First of all, yes, I'm covering four regions. We just explained earlier how I'm doing that. Not actually taking somebody's spot. I'm not doing extra work 
And if I was doing extra work, well, honestly, I wouldn't do that because, again, I feel like I'd be taking somebody else's spot. But you're um, shuffling. I, you're just shuffling. People are people are yeah, tagging in and out. Around. You're gonna go on airplanes across the world, and then like across the Atlantic Ocean, you're gonna go tag. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen PGL's announcement. I'm going to assume that Bcomp isn't on it. Uh, just because he already tweeted out that like he's still looking for work and something. So either PGL isn't hiring him or they haven't hired anybody yet. Uh, I don't know what that situation is. I, I, me and PGL are like opposite ends. We, we don't talk to each other really. So I have no idea what's going on with them. Um, missed casting TI. Well, I was at TI, uh, first of all. I got sick at TI, right? <laughs> hey, hey, you and fuck, why did you cast, cast TI? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get to cast, uh, and, and here, you're going to have to believe me that I'm not blatantly lying to you, but if I did not get paid for TI, you guys would know about it, because I would be mad as shit. I wouldn't be, I would fucking, I don't care about my relationship with Valve so much so that I would accept them not paying me when I get sick, right? I, this has been a, like a general accepting sort of thing for a long time that like your talent, you go to these places, if you get sick, you know, like you're still going to get paid. Other people are going to cover your shift and you're still going to get paid what was kind of like prearranged, right? You are going to work X amount of days. This is how much it was. If you get sick, that sucks, but like it is what it is, you know, like you, you can't just like take that money away from me. Um, maybe, you know, earlier in the day or earlier years, maybe that sort of thing would happen. Um, but this is just a casually like informal accepted rule. Right. Uh, but also Valve specifically did tell us like, Hey, if you guys do get sick, we're going to take care of you, which is, you know, like, I, I think that that was very nice of them to, to say and do. Um, so I got paid my full rate for TI, even though I got sick. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you believe me, if I didn't, I would have just shouted it from the fucking rooftops because that would be incredibly unfair. They also tell me uh, you talked about and multiple people talked about before it even happened that that was going to be the case. Like it was, it was like very clear expectation in COVID world. Like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> in Romania, especially. So um, I, I got paid my full rate. I'm not in any financial, there's also this, you know, like, because of that, I'm in financially dire straits, and therefore, I need the extra work to be able to make up for it. That also could be more true, because doing this multiple region thing is actually getting me less money. Because, again, ESL DreamHack pays the, the full tier one highest level rates. Um, so, like, I'm actually taking a pay cut by doing some work with BTS, but mm -hmm. I, it, that's fine with me. Uh, I accepted whatever rates that, that they offered because one, I wanted to do multiple regions because things were a little bit stale doing only one region. It was important to the community, obviously. You know, that's the funny thing is like community, some community people have a problem with it, but I'm literally doing this in part to try and appease the community where they're like, oh, no talent want to do like the, the tier one guys don't want to do like Southeast Asia or something like that. I'm literally taking efforts to try and cover the, the region that has been like the most problematic in that regard uh is, is southeast asia right like i'm taking the effort i'm taking a pay cut to do this also for my own personal benefit because i don't want to fly again uh and you get to be mission. home for the holidays i get to be is, home for the holidays nice. yeah it, it'll be nice so like i'm not saying this is totally selfless or by any stretch of the imagination i just thought it would be fun and and yeah i'm taking a, a bit of a pay cut to do it 
but so like that's how wrong it is it's like one i got paid for ti two this isn't me making more money it's actually making me less money and this is the sort of thing that just gets spread around the the the, the internet and people just believe it and upvote it and like even after I, I made a sarcastic remark, I said, it's true. Why ask Kyle to let me uh, take a bunch of work so I could stop your favorite talents from working, driving them out of the scene, right? Obviously, very flippant, sarcastic remark. I'm not going to make a whole top, lot really. of... Over the top, really. Yeah, o o over the top. Like, I'm not going to make any any uh, any friends uh, making a comment like that. But, you know, I don't think this person likes me anyway. So, I, I literally just got spittle on my lip. I'm so mad. And the guy responded, or girl, I mean, I'm not blaming you. I'm saying, however, that it's not a coincidence that you missed TI and will now be covering four regions. Just say it is and I'll believe you, but I know you won't, smiley face. <laughs> this person is so confident in their own fucking crazy psycho delusions. This fucking conspiracy theory. This is the same person that's like, the earth is fucking hollow and the lizard men are gonna come up and, and take down the government. Like, th this is the same fucking, this guy believes he's made up a conspiracy theory about me. And I'm literally there in, in a way telling him like, no, fuck off. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And he doubles down and he's like, that's bold. Say it's not, say it's not. I know you won't. I know you won't because I know the truth. I know the truth. Like, what the fuck? So then I just replied with a winky face. Because, like, honestly, like, at that point in time, that person is, like, trenched in. They're, they're not, I'm not going to be able to dig them out. <laughs> I'd know? be like, homie, I got COVID. <laughs> I almost I almost uh, died in a hotel room in Romania at TI. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, there might have been a little bit of life reflection at that point in time. About, like, what my priorities are in life or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's just, it's just so wild uh, but, that like I, I feel and I, this is a general point that I wanted to get across is I feel like there is this weird strain of conspiracy theories that are going around in in our community uh, that are like even like it's at a level that I've never seen before. It really makes me wonder what the fuck is going on. Like what is happening? Uh, because this is not the, the first thing or the last thing that I'll see like this, but it, it, it is particularly strong right now. And uh, I, I don't know what the hell is going It's like with the Cap and Blitz podcast where Blitz is like, hey, here's what, what happened. And people are just no, like, no, it's not. No, it's not. You're a liar. Really? The way it went down? Like, think about it for fucking 10 seconds. Like, some of this stuff can be easily denied by the parties involved. You know, mm. like you're going to have to believe me that I got paid. I'm not going to show you my bank finances that Valve indeed paid me. I, but you know, you're going to have to believe that I would burn that bridge in, in, with Valve in a heartbeat if, if they were like, no, you got sick. So fuck you. I'd be I'm, like, what the fuck? I'm trying to figure out how to make this point that I want to make without getting political about it. But mm -hmm. I wonder if some of this is like a subset of just the general increased of misinformation on the internet. Well, yeah. yes, but also polarization and also yeah. huh. um, people not believing, like, 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 like a general increased level of distrust, right? Because, because I, I think that I think the the person who 
you respond to even in a jokingly manner and then they come back and go well i mean come on like you're, you're still lying to me like that person just at a base level probably has a chronic issue with misinformation and, and distrust of of media or sources right so mm-hmm. i i wonder if we see some of that world climate leaking into our little world of uh and, and just leaking in a little crevices because now you know you're, no, instead of talking about you know oh people don't trust the news it's like oh man people don't trust our valve our dota casters or what, what have you right like so i i know i that, that, that is, I'm glad you came to the same conclusion that, cause that was actually the conclusion that I was ending up on as well. That like, uh, they, that I think people have just gone so mistrustful of, of, of things being told to them, uh, that there's all oh, that, you know, the, now people are like hyper aware almost of, of the fact that there are ulterior motives to all of these things. Everything has become marketing. Everything has become lies. Um, and so people are just people think they're being smart by like taking down everything that is presented to them um, as and trying to find the ulterior motive uh, to it. Even if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, if you play out the theory um, rationally, or you just like mount up the evidence uh, that is contrary to the point, like, you know, it, it, people, people are just so um, sad that they're being lied to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think this is Trump's fault. <laughs> I, You're it. saying my casting woes are because of Trump. Fuck. Okay, hold on. Let's be, <laughs> let's be clear for a second. I meant Rupert Murdoch. Um, oh, right, right. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> but not to get too political about <laughs> it. You started this, and now someone is going to leave a comment I don't <laughs> like, okay? That's what's going to happen. Like, fuck off. Um, speaking of comments, <sighs> I know that you read a Reddit one, and I also want to round this out by reading another Reddit one. Because okay. I think that this both serves as a shout-out to someone who I'm pretty sure listened to the show, and also a sage piece of advice that got more upvotes than I thought it would on Reddit. Um, Simcoe said in the thread about about Fogged and Fog not being invited to TI and people being upset, at, or TI at the DPC and people being upset about that. He said, mm, I think it was Cap who had the revolutionary advice of, quote, just ask the person instead of making Reddit threads. And that's someone who listened to the show last week. <laughs> hey, let me ask you, do you think that's being genuine? Yes. Like, okay, let me... Yes. Like, do you think that person agrees with what i said or do they think that what i said was stupid because when i read that same comment here's here's my mindset i was like oh they thought what i said was stupid no i i i suspect this is genuine either that or or like I, i i either two things are possible one i'm a fool and you're right in being skeptical mm-hmm. or two you're overly correcting because you've been upset at reddit comments and this person is being sincere and and I really think yeah. it's the latter. Okay, fair enough. I think uh, I I think it it is fair if if somebody thinks that what I said was was stupid because obviously there are reasons that people wouldn't want to respond to that, right? Like, oh, we don't want to burn bridges. Like, here's here's the real reason. This guy is bullying me, uh, but he's a popular talent. So you know, like that that is a hypothetical scenario where somebody doesn't want to uh, actually tell the truth. Um, but you know, I, I I say that because like I'm a fairly direct person. Uh, like I've been pretty honest with a, a lot of things on this podcast. 
like I, for example, talked about, uh, like I haven't gone into detail, but I talk about the fact that like the bridge between me and PGL is pretty burned. Like I, I'm just, you open. said that earlier, <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, like that, that is just, I'll let you guys know that's, that's the way it is. So like, if you ever see like me not getting hired for a PGL event, that's probably why, uh, I'm not going to go into the details of it. Cause I feel like that's uncouth. I think it's unnecessary, um, to, to flaunt that sort of stuff, uh, publicly. Um, but you know, just, it is what it is. And I'm not going to like try and lay blame on one person or the other. Just that, that's how it is. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I think, um, never mind. There was, uh, did I talk about this last week? The, um, Richard Lewis and Thorin had their breakdown on the CSGO major. No, no, you did not. Okay, they, they had a breakdown of that, and there was a lot of interesting insider stuff in there. Um, for example, uh, just as an example of something in there, um, obviously there was a lot of shit talking in PGL because that major didn't go very well, so um, I'm not like trying to, <laughs> to specifically target PGL. But one thing they said that I, I thought was very interesting, um, there are politics in the tournament organizer game. And they said that like PGL, for example, doesn't want to hire ESL talent, right? Like people who are hired by ESL, uh, they kind of view them as ESL talent, even though they're contractors, right? Uh, and I've always suspected that was kind of the case. Uh, but when they said that, I was just like, oh shit, that's real. Um, you know, it's just like one example of like some insider stuff that, uh, they talked about on that, that, uh, podcast of theirs. That was really interesting. I'm not a regular listener, but I obviously the CSGO major had a, a lot of drama involved in it. And so I tuned in specifically because I'm a drama fiend and, uh, they actually talked about a lot of interesting, like insider talent stuff or tournament organizer stuff, a lot of stuff, just like how the industry works sort of deal. Um, that some of it was even a surprise or a confirmation for, for me that of something I didn't necessarily know was true. That, that feels very easy for me to believe. Like, like I, I'm, I'm not super skeptical of that. That, that sounds very easy to believe. Um, it just kind of makes sense. If you're, if you're at uh war quote unquote with like another company, like you, you want to try and take as much power away from them as possible. And I guess one of the ways would be not hiring the same people that they that they hire, um, which is just What's one different? potential rift between me and PGL, right? Because I've worked every ESL event since ESL one Frankfurt. You know, I've worked every single ESL one there has been. There, there, I mean, I guess there's different strategies to go about that. If you're going to use the war analogy, like there, there's there's always a bunch, and that one would be cheapening your opposition's like stars by not giving them a stage at your event yeah. i mean you the other opposite the other option there is hire them away from them <laughs> but i don't yeah. think pgl right. likes to spend money ever so uh that yeah. probably is less of a less of a good option for them uh, that probably starts back when like it used to be esl actually uh had salaried talent right pansy used to work there machine used to work there red eye uh was like the director or head of talent or whatever mm -hmm. at esl um and had this group of talent under him so they would do esl pro leagues and stuff and obviously their in-house casters would would be casting all of that and they were salaried so that's probably where it started right you have literal esl employees you don't necessarily want to hire them for your uh your marquee yep. event or something like that so uh, but nowadays people are contractors, so it's it's a, a little bit a little bit weirder to do that, but it's, it still makes sense to some degree. 
hmm, maybe I'll have to go listen to that podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just popped into my head, and I, I, I remember thinking I really su- should suggest uh, that to people because if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're more interested in the uh, the inside nuts and bolts of what goes on and how sports. it works. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, that podcast was pretty illuminating in that regard. Hmm. I'll, I'll I'll go tune in. I'll go tune in. Um, and maybe people can tune in now if they need to consume more media because we're signing off and done. I got. Did you watch Arcane yet? No, I haven't. I will tell. I will tell you when I do. I will tell you when I do. Um, okay. hopefully soon. I I legitimately spent all of my free time playing Halo over the weekend because I didn't have a car, but also I found out that I really was having a lot of fun. I want to go play more right now, actually, but I have work to go do. But like, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking about my battle rifles. Fair enough. Uh, I'll give one media recommendation: Rogue Book. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast. I bought it like nine months ago, played a good amount of it, and I, I replayed it uh, because it's a roguelike. So obviously, there's more things to do, and I started replaying it nine months later. That's very rare for me. Um, and it continues to uh, to be a very solid game. So if you're a fan of like Slay the Spire, is probably the best comparison. Um, then check out that game. I I actually before we take off, I have like a like a mild housekeeping thing. Mm-hmm. The next episode is going to be episode one hundred. Oh fuck! A hundred episodes. That's we've spent over a hundred hours doing this. More together, than that, there's there's seldom under an hour. And then normally we talk for like a half hour afterwards. And then we do like you know more than way way more than that. Um, the next episode is going to be episode one hundred, which is exciting. And I think that it will be out on a normal time. I think that we have to like talk about like your schedule and what's going to be shifting around sleeping wise for for the the Dota that's coming up. But um, hopefully, and by hopefully I mean I'm pretty sure next week there'll be there'll be some uh, news on the show. Yeah, I'm, we'll do something a little special for our hundredth episode. I love announcing stuff. announcements. 